The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences and is suitable for all ages. Hello, my name is Russell McGee. I am the writer, director, and Starry Night Productions executive producer of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. You are about to listen to episode one, The Company of Friends. In this episode, the adventures of young Dorothy Gale and her dog Toto begin when their Kansas home is swept away by a cyclone and they find themselves in the strange land of Oz. Here she meets the good witch, Lacosta Tattypoo, and the Munchkins. She is then joined by the Scarecrow, Tin Woodman, and Cowardly Lion on an unforgettable journey to the Emerald City, where lives the all-powerful Wizard of Oz. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, commonly known as The Wizard of Oz, is the first book in the famous Oz 14-book series by author L. Frank Baum. It was originally illustrated by W.W. Denslow and published at the turn of the 20th century in the year 1900. It is also widely considered to be one of the very first official American fairy tales or fables. WFIU Public Radio partnered with Starry Night Productions and Soundbooth Theater on a new four-part audio adaptation of L. Frank Baum's book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Writer-director Russell McGee of Big Finish Productions' Doctor Who audio plays and producer-actor Michael Brainerd of All My Children collaborated with Soundbooth's Jeff Hayes to produce this full-cast audio play series. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz features the talents of voice actors P.J. Oakland, known for Young Sheldon and Little Man Tate, Frank Ross, known for Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Deadwood. Greta Lind, known for Rudy and All My Children. Bert Rotundo, known for Silicon Valley and Marvel's Agent Carter. Loraldo Anzaldua, known for Gatchaman and High School of the Dead, and a cast of many others. The entire series first aired on WFIU Bloomington in February and March of 2023. Since that time, Episode 1 has been available to listen for free on Starry Night Productions' website. The entire series is being distributed by Soundbooth Theater on their digital distribution platform. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz was made possible with support from Indiana Public Broadcasting Stations. We hope you enjoy listening to The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Episode 1, The Company of Friends. Folklore, legends, myths, and fairy tales have followed childhood through the ages. For every healthy youngster has a wholesome and instinctive love for stories fantastic, marvelous, and manifestly unreal. The winged fairies of Grimm and Anderson have brought more happiness to childish hearts and all other human creations. Yet the old-time fairy tale, having served for generations, may now be classed as historical in the children's library. 
but the time has come for a series of newer wonder tales in which the stereotyped genie, dwarf, and fairy are eliminated. Together with all the horrible and blood-curdling incidents devised by their authors to point a fearsome moral to each tale. Modern education includes morality. Therefore, the modern child seeks only entertainment in its wonder tales and gladly dispenses with all disagreeable incidents. Having this thought in mind, the story of the wonderful Wizard of Oz was written solely to please children of today. It aspires to being a modernized fairy tale in which the wonderment and joy are retained and the heartaches and nightmares are left out. L. Frank Baum, Chicago, April 1900. Dorothy lived in the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, a farmer, and his wife, Aunt Em. Their house was small, for the lumber to build it had to be hauled many miles by a horse-drawn wagon. There was no attic at all, and no real cellar, just a small hole dug in the ground. When Dorothy stood in the doorway and looked at the world, she could see nothing but the great gray prairie on every side. Not a tree nor a house broke the broad sweep of flat country in all directions. The sun had baked the plowed land into a gray mass, the same grayness everywhere. It was Toto that saved Dorothy from growing as gray as her surroundings. Toto was not gray, he was a little black dog with small black eyes that twinkled merrily on either side of his funny wee nose. Toto played all day long, and Dorothy played with him and loved him dearly. Today, however, they were not playing. Dorothy stood in the porch door with Toto in her arms and looked out at the sky as Aunt Em was washing the dishes in the kitchen. Uncle Henry sat upon the doorstep, also peering anxiously at the sky. It was far more gray than usual. Uh, there's a twister coming in. Yo, Henry, look after the livestock. Take Dorothy inside to the cellar. Quick, Dorothy, get to the cellar. Toto, Toto, come back here. Dorothy! Toto ran into the house under my bed. I've got to get him. No, no, Dorothy, there isn't time. We're flying! We're flying! Our house is flying! Ah! 
like a balloon going up higher and higher. The house whirled around, rising through the air, until it was at the very top of the twister. And there it stayed, as the cyclone carried it miles and miles away, as easily as you could carry a feather. Dorothy, to her surprise, began to feel gently rocked like a baby in a cradle. In spite of the swaying of the house and the wailing of the wind, she soon closed her eyes and fell fast asleep. Sound Booth Theater and Starry Night Productions present... The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum Adapted by Russell McGee Episode 1, The Company of Friends What? What? What has happened? The house isn't moving, nor is it dark. Oh, look, Toto. The storm has ended and the sun is shining bright. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Where is the cellar? Oh, Aunt Em. Aunt Em. Uncle Henry. Uncle Henry. Wow. Toto. Isn't it beautiful? Everything is so... So bright and and green. (laughs) Not at all like Kansas. There are gorgeous flowers. Oh. (gasps) And the lovely trees. Everyone is is full of rich and and colorful fruits. Oh, Oh, Toto, stop that. Leave those birds alone. (laughs) Come here. Toto, come here. Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Is this the girl? Yes, she killed the beast. Oh, hello. She is wearing white and blue. Good sorceress. Shall we find out? Don't be afraid. You are welcome, most noble sorceress, to the land of the Munchkins. We are so grateful to you for having killed the wicked witch of the East and for setting our people free from bondage. You are very kind, but there must be some mistake. I have not killed anything. Your house did, anyway. (laughs) 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 And that is the same thing. See? There are her two feet, dressed in silver shoes, still sticking out from under your house. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, the, the house must have fallen on her. Whatever shall we do? There is nothing to be done. But but who was she? She was the Wicked Witch of the East, as I said. She has held all the munchkins in bondage for many years, making them slave for her night and day. Now, they are all set free, 
and are grateful to you for the favor. Who are the Munchkins? Why, they are the people who live in this land of the East, where the Wicked Witch ruled. Are you a Munchkin? No, but I am their friend. When they saw the Witch of the East was dead, the Munchkins sent a swift messenger to me, and I came at once. I am Locasta Tatipu, the Witch of the North. Oh, gracious. Are you a real witch? Yes, indeed. But I am a good witch, and the people love me. I am not as powerful as the wicked witch was who ruled here, or I should have set the people free myself. But I thought all witches were wicked. Oh, no. That is a great mistake. There were only four witches in all the land of Oz, and two of them, those who live in the north and the south, are good witches. I know this is true, for I am one of them myself and cannot be mistaken. (laughs) Those who dwelt in the east and the west were, indeed, wicked witches. But now that you have killed one of them, there is but one wicked witch in all the land of Oz, the one who lives in the west. But... But Aunt Em told me that the witches were all dead years and years ago. Who is Aunt Em? She is my aunt who lives in Kansas, where I am from. Kansas? I do not know where Kansas is. I have never heard that country mentioned before. But tell me, is it a civilized country? Oh, yes. Ah, then that accounts for it. Your Aunt Im is correct. In these civilized countries, there are no witches left. Nor wizards, nor sorceresses, nor magicians. But, you see, the land of Oz has never been civilized. For we are cut off from all the rest of the world. Therefore, we still have witches and wizards amongst us. Who are the wizards? Uh, Who are the wizards? She doesn't know about it. We mustn't forget our manners. She is a stranger to our land. Hmm. My dear... Oz himself is the great wizard. He is more powerful than all the rest of us together. He lives in the Emerald City. The Emerald City? Look! What is it? The witch has disappeared. She was so old that she dried up quickly in the sun. That is the end of the Wicked Witch of the East! (laughs) (laughs) But the silver shoes are yours, and you shall have them to wear. Oh, thank you. The Witch of the East was proud of those silver shoes, and there is some charm connected with them. But what it was, we never knew. Anxious to get back to my aunt and uncle. Can you help me find my way? Oh, at the east, not far from here, there's a great desert, and none could live to cross it. It is the same at the south, for I have been there and seen it. The south is the country of the quadlings. I am told that it is the same at the west, and that country where the Winkies live is ruled by the wicked witch of the west, who would make you her slave if you passed her way. 
The north is my home, and at its edge is the same great desert that surrounds this land of Oz. I'm afraid, my dear, you will just have to remain here and live with us. I, I am sure my aunt and uncle will worry about me, and 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 I, I don't even know if they are okay. The last I saw of them, they were in our cellar in the middle of a storm. Oh, that's terrible. So, so you see, I, I must get back home. We, we wish we could help you. Yes, yes we wish we. <laughs> We're so grateful to you for setting us free. Now, now, please dry your eyes, my dear, and observe as I place the point of my hat upon the tip of my nose. One, two, three. What was witch's hat of late now turn into a chalk and slate? Now magically reveal to me what we wishers need to see. What's happening? The good witch has granted our wish. Wish? To help you, of course. But but what is the chalk writing and how is that slate floating in the air? Oh, it's magic. Patience. The writing is almost done. Oh, let's see what it says. Let Dorothy go to the Emerald City. Is your name Dorothy, my dear? Yes. Dorothy. Dorothy Gale. Then you must go to the Emerald City. Where is this city? It is exactly in the center of the country and is ruled by the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Perhaps he will help you. Is he a good man? He is a good wizard. Whether he is a man or not, I cannot tell, for I have never seen him. How can I get there? You must walk. It is a long journey through a country that is sometimes pleasant and sometimes dark and terrible. Won't you go with me? No, I cannot do that. However, I will use all the magic arts I know of to keep you from harm. I will give you my kiss. No one will dare injure a person who has been kissed by the Witch of the North. (laughs) The road to the Emerald City is paved with yellow bricks, so you cannot miss it. Just follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. When you get to Oz, do not be afraid of him. Simply tell your story and ask him to help you. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you. Be safe. And goodbye, my dear. One, two, three. She's evaporated. I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. She is a witch, after all. (laughs) Well, Toto, it looks like it's just the two of us. We best prepare for the road. Now, we'll need some food. I better fetch my basket. 
Oh, Toto. I'm afraid these old shoes will never do for a long journey. I wonder if these silver shoes will fit me. They would be just the thing to take a long walk in, for they could never wear out. <laughs> if only they fit. Mm. Oh, <laughs> they do. They fit perfectly. <laughs> oh, we'll go to the Emerald City and ask the Great Oz how to get back to Kansas again. <sighs> Come along, Toto. <laughs> Join us and make merry. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, you too. Thank you for having us. Um, may I ask the name of my host? Well, this is the home of Bach, one of the richest munchkins in the land. Mm-hmm. Who is Bach? I am Bach, and you are most welcome, noble sorceress. Why are you all gathered? Well, celebrate now freedom from the bondage of the wicked witch of the east. <laughs> Everything looks wonderful. Yeah. Try some delicious fruits and nuts. Thank you. They they do look delicious. Here are some pies and cakes. Oh, take two. They're small. Oh, my. How lovely. Thank you. How about you? Would you like some fruit? <laughs> oh, no need to get snappy. Toto. Toto? What is a Toto? Toto is my dog. <laughs> what is a dog? Oh, you know, a, a pet. He's my best friend. Oh. We have never seen a dog before. Uh, can you speak? Um, Toto, speak. Speak. <laughs> no, no. Can he speak like you or me? Oh, no. Don't be silly. Dogs don't talk. <laughs> curious. All the animals in Oz speak. That is curious. None of the animals in Kansas can speak. You must be a great sorceress. Why? Because you wear silver shoes and have killed the Wicked Witch. Besides, you have white in your frock. And only witches and sorceresses wear white. My dress is blue and white checked. It is kind of you to wear that. Blue is the color of the munchkins, and white is the witch color. So we know you are a friendly witch. Bok, can I ask, how far is it to the Emerald City? I do not know, for I have never been there. Uh, it is better for people to keep away from Oz unless they have business with it. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is a long way to the Emerald City. It will take you many days to get there. The country here is rich and pleasant, but you must pass through rough and dangerous places before you reach the end of your journey. Oh, dear. That is troubling. You are always welcome to stay in Munchkinland. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Th- thank you all, but 
I must go to the Emerald City, for only the Great Oz can help me get back to Kansas. Come on, Toto. <laughs> Thank you. Toto, come back here. Don't don't run into the cornfield. Toto, come back here at once. Stop that! It's just a scarecrow. Toto, good day. Did you speak? Certainly. How do you do? I'm pretty well, thank you. How do you do? I'm not feeling well, for it is very tedious being perched up here night and day to scare away crows. Can't, can't you get down? Oh, no, for this pole is stuck up my back. Oh, behave! Oh, isn't that something? Oh, if you will please help me down from this pole... I shall be greatly obliged to you. Um, oh, okay. Uh. Oh, 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 there we are. Uh, oh, whoa. Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you very much. First time on my feet. And legs. Come to think of it, and the ground. Oh, you know, I feel like a new man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be rude. It's just, I've never heard a scarecrow speak before. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, haven't you? Uh -huh. Hey, say, who are you anyway? Oh, my name is Dorothy Gale. I'm one of the Kansas Gales. Oh, oh that, that accounts for your uh, breezy manner. <laughs> oh, that's the one. A straw that broke my back, you could say. <laughs> and uh, where are you going, uh, Dorothy Gale? I'm going to the Emerald City to ask the Great Oz to send me back to Kansas. Where is the uh, Emerald City? And who is Oz? Why, don't you know? No, indeed. Oh. Well, I don't know anything. Um, you see, I am stuffed, so I have uh, no brains at all. Oh. I am awfully sorry for you. Oh, that's all right. Oh, hey, do you think... Well, I'm just sort of spitballing here, but mm -hmm. if I go to the Emerald City with you, that Oz would give me some brains? Oh, uh, I cannot tell, but you may come with me, if you like. Oh. Even if Oz doesn't give you any brains, you will be no worse off than you are now. Oh, say, that's true. Hey, you're pretty smart. <laughs> well, you see, I don't mind my legs and uh, arms and body being stuffed because, uh, well, I cannot get hurt. If anyone treads on my toes or sticks a pin into me, it doesn't matter, for I can't feel it. But I don't want people to call me a fool. And if my head stays stuffed with straw instead of with brains, as yours is, 
And boy, are they spectacular. <laughs> how am I ever to know anything? I understand how you feel. Oh, do you? Um, if, if you will come with me, I will ask Oz to do all he can for you. I promise. Oh, thank you ever so much. <laughs> Is this the way? Oh, 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 oh. No, Toto, Jeez. don't don't mind Toto. He, he never actually fights. Oh, no, I'm not afraid. He's got quite a personality. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, you see, he can't hurt the straw. Hey, do let me carry that basket for you. I shall not mind it for her. Uh, well, I can't get tired. Thank you. Uh, sure thing. Uh, there we are. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a secret if you like. Really? Yeah. There is only one thing in the world that, well, that I am afraid of. What? What is it? Is it? Is it the Munchkin farmer who made you? Oh no, no, it's a, well, it's a lighted match. Oh! oh, oh, oh. Careful, Scarecrow. <laughs> Yeah, th thank you. You know, it never hurts, but uh, having no brains, I walk straight into these potholes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's much better. No, whoa, no, not again. Full legs. Oh, I must be a sight, Dorothy. Even little Toto knows to jump across the potholes. <laughs> That's right, Toto. Uh, the yellow brick road has fallen into such disrepair in this loathsome country. It sure has. I haven't seen a house in hours. Yeah, nor any fruit trees. Oh, come here, Scarecrow. <sighs> Sit by me on the side of the road and let's rest a bit. Oh, that, that sounds good. Oh, there we go. Ah. Oh, that feels good. Here, Toto. Good boy. Eat your food. <laughs> oh, he must like that. Oh, oh. Do, do you want a piece of bread, Scarecrow? Oh, oh, um, oh no. I'm I'm never hungry. Oh. And, well, it's a lucky thing I'm not. Come to think of it, for my mouth is only painted, you see. <laughs> and if I should cut a hole in it so I could eat, well, the straw that I'm stuffed with would come out, and that would. Uh, well, that would spoil the shape of my head. <laughs> that is certainly true. <laughs> so, uh, so Dorothy, tell me about yourself and uh, oh. Oh, the country you come from. Um, well, um, everything in Kansas is is very dry and very gray. Oh, Nothing oh. exciting ever happens there. That is, until the cyclone carried me to this queer land of Oz. Well, I cannot understand why you should wish to leave this beautiful country and go back to the dry, gray place you call Kansas. That, that is because you have no brains. No matter how dreary and gray our homes are, we people of flesh and blood would rather live there than, than in any other country, be it ever so beautiful. There is no place like home. Oh. Well, of course, I cannot understand it. If your heads were stuffed with straw like mine, 
you would probably all live in the beautiful places. And then this Kansas would have no people at all. You know, it is fortunate for Kansas that you have brains. Well, what, why don't you tell me a story while we're resting? Well, sure. Uh, I guess I could uh, come up with a story. Please? It's a bit challenging when you don't have <laughs> brains, but... Uh, oh. Well, see, my life has been so short that I really know nothing whatsoever. I was only made the day before yesterday. See, what happened in the world before that time is all unknown to me. Luckily, when the farmer made my head, one of the first things he did was to paint my ears so that I heard what was going on. There was another munchkin with him, and the first thing I heard was the farmer saying, How do you like those ears? They aren't straight. Oh, never mind. They are ears just the same. Now, with a dab of paint, I'll make the eyes. So he painted my right eye. And as soon as it was finished, I found myself looking at him and at everything around me with a great deal of curiosity. For this was my first glimpse of the world. That's a rather pretty eye. Blue paint is just the color of her eyes. I think I'll make the other a little bigger. And when the second eye was done, oh, I could see much better than before. There. Now that's an eye. A mighty fine eye. Oh, then he went on to make my nose and my mouth. But I did not speak because... Well, at that time, I didn't know what a mouth was for. And, come to think of it, I still don't use it to eat. Uh, but now I speak. Oh, here, help me stuff the body. I had the fun of watching them make my body and my arms and my legs. Oh, you see, because, well, my head was in one place, and my arms and my body and my legs were in another place. And, well, detached as they were, I could watch with my head, which wasn't attached to the other things that were still being made and stuffed with straw. Would you imagine? Yeah, well, oh, finally, they fastened my head on at last, and, oh, I felt very proud. Whole at last! There. This fella will scare the crows fast enough. He looks just like a man. Why, he is a lamb. And I quite agreed with him. Well, the farmer carried me under his arm to the cornfield and set me up on a tall stick. Where I found you. Well, yes, the very place. You see, the farmer and his friend left me there. Oh. All alone. Oh. Oh. I did not like to be deserted in this way. Of course not. Oh, I tried to walk after them, but my feet would not touch the ground, and I was forced to stay on that pole. How dreadful. It was a lonely life to lead. Until the crows came. Many... Crows and other birds flew into the cornfield, but as soon as they saw me, they flew away again. 
th th thinking I was a munchkin. And this pleased me and oh, made me feel that I was quite an important person. By and by, an old crow flew near me, and after looking at me carefully, he perched upon my shoulder and said, I wonder if that farmer thought to fool me in this clumsy manner. <laughs> clumsy manner? Any crow of sense could see that you were only stuffed with straw. Aren't you afraid of me? Afraid of a scarecrow? <laughs> you can't even move with a pole stuck up your back. You aren't a real man. <laughs> Not a real man. Well, then he hopped down at my feet and ate all the corn he wanted. Hey! Look at the old crow! This is the corn! Get away, crows! It isn't a real man! I am a real... The other birds, seeing that the old crow was not harmed by me, came to eat the corn too. So in a short time, there was a great flock of them about me. Shoo! Get away! Leave that corn alone! This made me realize that... I was not such a good scarecrow after all. But the old crow comforted me. Do not fret, scarecrow. You may not be a real man, but you'd be as good as any man and better than some if you only had brains in your head. Brains? Oh, yes. Brains! Brains are the only thing worth having in this world, no matter whether one is a crow or a man. <laughs> Don't see what's so funny. After the old crow had gone, I thought this over and decided I would try to get some brains. By good luck, you came along, Dorothy. And from what you say, I am sure the Great Oz will give me brains as soon as we get to the Emerald City. Oh, I hope so, since you seem so anxious to have them. Oh, yes, I am anxious. It is such an uncomfortable feeling to know one is a fool. You're not a fool. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Well, I'm sure I wouldn't know. Oh, Scarecrow, come on! Let's go get you some brains! Let's go get me some brains! Oh, thank you, The sun is setting, Dorothy. Oh, these, these trees are so big and so close together. It's, it's almost pitch dark for, for all the branches shut out the daylight. Yes, well, if the yellow brick road goes into this great forest, it must come out. And as the Emerald City is at the other end of the road, we must go wherever it leads us. Yes, anyone would know that. Ow, ow. Well, certainly. That is why I know it. If it required brains to figure it out, I never should have said it. <laughs> oh, 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 Dorothy. I've got you, I've got you. I'm, I'm so sorry, Scarecrow. Oh, no. Toto, Toto sees very well in the dark, but 
I don't, I don't think I can go on. I, I can't see at all. Oh, take my arm, Dorothy. I can see as well as by day. Thank you. There you go. Oh, if, right. if you see if you see a house or oh. or any place where we can oh. pass the night, you must must please tell me. For it is very very uncomfortable walking in the dark. All right, I've got you. I've got you. Hold on. All right, it'll be okay, Dorothy. Oh. All right. Oh, say, I see a little cottage at the right of us, built of logs and branches. Shall we go there? Oh yes, yes indeed. I I am all tired out. All right. It's just this way, through the trees. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh careful. Uh, mind the branches. Oh, let, let me get that out of the way oh, for you. Oh, dear. This is dreadful. They, they keep pulling at my hair. Oh, I do hope someone is home. All right. We've got it. It's, it's just a little farther now. Oh, I, I don't see any lights. Oh, well, uh, shall I knock? Oh, yes, yes, please do. All right, then. Oh. Well, uh, there's no knocker in my knocker. Uh, uh, hello? Is anyone home? Oh, nothing. It, it seems to be deserted. Oh, just like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Oh. Oh. Well, I don't know this... Gold E locks, but uh, well, I do hope we don't meet three bears. <laughs> no, silly. Goldilocks is a fairy tale. Oh, I see. <laughs> or rather, I don't see. Oh. Well, we'll just have to make ourselves at home. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's head in. <laughs> oh. What a lovely cottage! Yes, yes, this will do nicely. Come on, Toto! <laughs> yes, and look, no bears! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I am so tired. Oh, there's a, a pile of dry leaves in the corner that might make a fine bed for you, Dorothy. <sighs> Oh, I could sleep on a dry riverbed. <laughs> oh, quiet now, Toto. Quiet, lie down. Come on. Settle down, Toto. <sighs> Good night, Scarecrow. Good night, Dorothy. Good night, Toto. Good morning, Dorothy. Oh, good morning. Did you sleep well? Oh, these were the loveliest dry leaves I've ever slept on. They smell of fall foliage and in the cool calm of autumn. Oh, how do you sleep, Scarecrow? Oh, I never sleep. You never sleep? Oh, no. I stood patiently waiting in the corner and kept watch until morning. What a curious thing it must be to be made of straw. Well, um, come on, Scarecrow. We must go and search for water. Why do you want water? Well, to 
wash my face clean after the dust of the road and to drink <laughs> so oh. the dry bread will not stick in my throat. Oh, it must be inconvenient to be made of flesh. For you must sleep uh, on leaves <laughs> and eat uh, dry bread and drink water. It's not so bad. However, you have brains. <laughs> and it is worth a lot of bother to be able to think properly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Let's go outside. <laughs> oh, look! Scarecrow Toto has found a fresh, clear spring of water. Oh! Oh, oh lovely. Oh. What, what was that? I cannot imagine, but uh, we can go and see. It seems to be coming from behind the cottage. Oh, there's there's something shining in a ray of sunshine between the trees. Uh, yes. Oh! Oh! Why, why, it's a man in, made entirely of tin. Look at that. Oh, sounds hollow. Rusted solid. He must have got caught in the rain mid-swing while he was chopping down this tree. Did you groan? Yes, I did. I've been groaning for more than a year, and no one has ever heard me before come to help me. Well, well what can I do to help you? Please, get an oil can and oil my joints. You'll find one on the shelf in my cottage. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll be right back. All right, Dorothy. Oh, my joints are rusted so badly I cannot move them at all. If I'm well oiled, I shall soon be all right again. I might have stood there always if you had not come along. Oh, don't thank me. Thank Dorothy. Oh, here we are. Where do you need oiled? Oh, please, oil my neck first. Oh, all right. Scarecrow, would you mind moving my head from side to side? Why, certainly. Here we are. Let's go the other way. Hey, first time you're taking in that view for quite a while. It is. That's much better. Now oil the joints in my arms. Oh, um. Oh, my elbow. And oh, watch the axe. Watch the axe. All right. There you go. Let's do the other one. Oh, hey, watch where you're putting that thing. Okay. This is a great comfort. I've been holding that axe in the air ever since I rusted, and I'm glad to be able to put it down at last. Now, if you'll oil the joints of my legs, I shall be all right once more. All right. Uh, let's give him a leg up, Dorothy. There we are. And the knee. All right. Let's do the other one. Yes. Thank you, thank you. You have certainly saved my life. How did you happen to be here? We, 
are on our way to the Emerald City to see the Great Oz, and and we stopped by your cottage to pass the night. Why do you wish to see the Great Oz? I want him to send me back to Kansas, and and the Scarecrow wants him to put a few brains in his head. As many as he'll give me. (laughs) Do do you suppose Oz could give me a heart? Why, I guess so. It would be as easy as to give the Scarecrow brains. True. So, if you will allow me to join your party, I will also go to the Emerald City and ask Oz to help me. What do you say, Dorothy? We would be pleased to have your company. Wonderful. (laughs) All right. Oh, 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 Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy, please help me. Oh, Scarecrow, you must be more careful. Oh, I know, Dorothy. Why didn't you walk around the hole? Well, I don't know enough. My head is stuffed with straw, you see. And that is why I am going to Oz to ask him for some brains. Oh, I see. But after all, brains are not the best things in the world. Well, have you any? No, my head is quite empty. But once I had brains, and a heart also. So having tried them both, I should much rather have a heart. And why is that? I was born the son of a woodman who chopped down trees and sold the wood for a living. When I grew up, I too became a woodchopper. Though my parents had very little, their house was filled with love and laughter, so I made up my mind that I too would marry. There was one beautiful munchkin girl, Nimmy Amy, who was so sweet and kind that I soon grew to love her with all my heart. Nimmy Amy? Yes, Nick? I... that is... Yes? You... you are so lovely, and you make me extremely happy. You make me very happy as well. Oh, my heart is a flutter. Nimmy Amy, will... will will you marry me? Yes, yes, of course, Nick, my dear. She promised to marry me as soon as I could earn enough money to build a better house to start our family. So, I set to work harder than ever. But Nimmy Amy was a slave of the Wicked Witch of the East, who did not want her to marry anyone. So, the Wicked Witch enchanted my axe, and when I was chopping away at my best one day, for I was anxious to get the new house and my wife as soon as possible, the axe slipped all at once and cut off my left leg. Oh, oh, oh no, oh no. This seemed at first a great misfortune, for a one-legged man could not do very well as a woodchopper. So I went to the tinsmith. Excuse me, Mr. Kuklip, could you make me a new leg out of tin? A new leg? Very careless of you to lose a leg. I haven't misplaced it. I chopped it off. Chopped it off? Very careless. Very careless indeed. Please, Mr. Kuklip, a one-legged woodchopper isn't very useful to anyone. Could you please find it in your heart to make me a new leg? Yes, Nick Chopper. 
for the sake of your father's friendship. I will make you a new tin leg. Thank you, thank you ever so much. The leg worked very well once I was used to it, but my action angered the Wicked Witch of the East, for she did not want me to marry Nimmy Amy. Curse you, Woodman. You will lose more than you know if you continue to defy me. When I began chopping again, my axe slipped and cut off my right leg. Oh no, not again. Again, I went to the tinsmith, and again he made me a leg out of tin. Careless. Mighty careless. After this, the enchanted axe cut off my arms, one after the other. Aw. But I wasn't daunted, and I had them replaced with tin ones. Curses and monkey bats. Very well, my determined woodman. Be it on your own head! <laughs> the Wicked Witch then made the axe slip and cut off my head. Oh. Ouch! Oh, oh my, my body! There goes my body! My head has been displaced from my body! What a terrible predicament to find oneself in! And at first, I thought that was the end of me. Help! Someone, anyone, please help me! Who's that? Mr. Kooklip? Oh, thank goodness. Mr. Kooklip, please, please help me. Who's calling my name? Mr. Kooklip, over here, on the ground. Nick? Nick Chopper? Is that you? What's left of me? What has befallen you? My head has befallen and rolled away with itself. Well, was it worth it? Losing your head over Nimmy Amy? Look at what you've done to yourself. The love of my heart is worth losing life and limbs. Please, Mr. Kuklip, please help me. And so the tinsmith made me a new head out of tin. I thought I had finally beaten the Wicked Witch, and I worked harder than ever. But I little knew how cruel my enemy could be. Mombie's dark heart! I'll vanquish your love, Woodman! Wait, that's it! His heart! <laughs> she thought of a new way to kill my love for the beautiful Nimmy Amy, and made my axe slip again so that it cut right through my body, splitting me into two halves. Once more, the tinsmith came to my help and made me a body of tin, fastening my tin arms and legs and head to it by means of joints so that I could move around as well as ever. But alas, I had now no heart so that I lost all my love for the lovely Nimmy Amy and did not care whether I married her or not. While I was in love, I was the happiest man on earth. But no one can love who has not a heart, and so I am resolved to ask Oz to give me one. If he does, I will go back to Nimmy Amy and marry her. We're all the same. I'll ask for brains instead of a heart. For a fool would not know what to do with a heart if he had one. Hmm. I'll take the heart, for brains do not make one happy. 
and happiness is the best thing in the world. I don't know which one of you is right, but it would not matter to me if I could only get back to Kansas and Aunt M. Oh, oh we're sorry, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. That was rather thoughtless of us. And heartless. Could I have a hug, please? Oh, of course. Uh, Toto, you get in here, too. There we are. Oh, oh that's good. That's good. Well, how long will it be before we're out of the forest? I cannot tell, for I have never been to the Emerald City. But my father went there once when I was a boy, and he said it was a long journey through a dangerous country. But I am not afraid so long as I have my oil can, and nothing can hurt the scarecrow. That's right. While you bear upon your forehead the mark of the good witch's kiss, and that will protect you from harm. But, But Toto, what will protect him? Hmm. We must protect him ourselves if he is in danger. Yes. Don't you dare bite Toto! You ought to be ashamed of yourself, a, a big beast like you, to bite a poor little dog. I didn't bite him. No, but but you tried to. You are nothing but a big coward. No, I know it. I've always known it. But how can I help it? I don't know, I'm sure. But to think of your striking a stuffed man like, like the poor scarecrow. Is he stuffed? Uh, Thank you, Dorothy. Oh, there, there we are. Of course he's stuffed. Put that back in there. That's why he went over so easily. It astonished me to see him whirl around. Is the other one stuffed also? Thank you. Not dented yet. No. No, he he is made of tin. That's why he nearly blunted my claws. When they scratched against the tin, it made a cold shiver run down my back. What is that little animal you are so tender Toward. He's my dog, Toto. Oh, is he made of tin or stuffed? Neither. He's a he's a a, a meat dog. Oh. Uh, no. He's a curious animal and seems remarkably small. Now that I look at him. Uh, Say, don't you get any ideas? Yeah. Uh, I beg your pardon, Toto. I do apologize for trying to bite you. No one would think of biting such a little guy like you, except a a coward like me. What makes you a coward? It's a mystery. I suppose I was born that way. All the other animals in the forest naturally expect me to be brave. For the lion is everywhere thought to be the king of beasts. Mm -hmm. I learned that if I roared very 
three loudly. Every living thing was frightened and got out of my way. But if the elephants and the tigers and the bears had ever tried to fight me, I should have run myself. I am such a coward. Uh, but, but that isn't right. The king of beasts shouldn't be a, a coward. I know it. <laughs> it is my great sorrow and makes my life very unhappy. But whenever there is danger, my heart begins to beat fast. Perhaps you have heart disease. Oh, good thinking. Uh, it may be. If you have, you ought to be glad, for it proves you have a heart. For my part, I have no heart, so I cannot have heart disease. Oh, perhaps if I had no heart, I should not be a coward. Hmm. Oh, have you brains? Oh, I suppose so. I've never looked to see. Well, I'm going to the Great Oz to ask him to give me some, for, well, my head is stuffed with, uh, with straw. And I am going to ask him to give me a heart. And I'm going to ask him to send Toto and me back to Kansas. Do you think Oz could give me courage? Why, sure. <laughs> Just as easily as he could give me brains. Oh. Or give me a heart. Or send me back to Kansas. Well, then, if you don't mind, I'll go with you. Uh, for my life is simply unbearable without a little bit of courage. You will be very welcome. For you will keep away the other wild beasts. It seems to go. me they must be more cowardly than you are if they allow you to scare them so easily. They really are, but that doesn't make me any braver. And as long as I know myself to be a coward, I shall be unhappy. Well, look at us. We're a, we're a so once more, the little company set off upon their journey. The lion walking with stately strides at Dorothy's side. Toto did not approve of this familiarity with Dorothy at first. For although the lion had apologized, Toto could not forget how nearly he had been crushed between the lion's great jaws. But after a time, he became more at ease. And presently, Toto and the cowardly lion had grown to be good friends. You have been listening to The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, produced by Soundbooth Theater and Starry Night Productions on behalf of WFIU Public Radio. This production was made possible in part by the generous support of Indiana Public Broadcasting Stations. For the complete cast and crew credits, visit starrynight-productions.com. For more information and distribution, visit soundbooththeater.com.